0: Holy Spirit and he will give me my answer through your word I thank you that you have given me the tongue of the learn on this morning to speak into the lives of those that's weary God on today I thank you father God that it's not about me it's all about you I thank you father that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live but it's Christ who live in me so God I give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise God that everything that we need in this place God you have already provided it God and we're here today God not to get anything we're here today to thank you to glorify you for what you have already done God because it's already ours redemption is ours reconciliation is ours God we thank you that justification is ours sanctification is ours we thank you that because of the blood Of Jesus. God, we have everything we need, God, to live a life of godliness, God. We have everything we need, God, in this place. So we thank you for it right now, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We just welcome God's presence in this place and we acknowledge his presence, that his presence is right here. Amongst you on today, and we just have to honor him, amen. God, we just thank you and we just praise you, hallelujah. We magnify you, God, hallelujah. We glorify your name, hallelujah. God, we thank you, we praise you, God, hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Thank you, God, that you're in this place to do a work, hallelujah, in the midst of your people. Hallelujah, God. We honor you, God. Hallelujah, God. We set aside, God, every sin and every weight that easily beset us on today, God. God, we tone it in, God, to you, God, on today, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, God, on today. Be glorified, be magnified, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I believe the Lord has a word for his people on today. Hallelujah. Turn with me to St. John, the 20th chapter, the 29th verse. St. John, the 20th chapter, the 29th verse. And let's hear what God has to say unto you today. And I want you to open up your hearts unto him because this is him speaking through me because I'm speaking his word. So we have to honor his word when his word is going forth. And the Holy Spirit is impressing on me that we have lost honor for the word of God. We have really lost honor for the word of God. We don't respect the word the way we need to respect the word because when God's word is being spoken, we're supposed to be at so much attention to him because we know it is him that's speaking unto us. We're supposed to honor his word. Amen. Glory be to God. The word of God reads, Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. I got to say that again. Jesus said unto miracle, temple, deliverance, ministry, because thou hast seen me. I'm just going to say, seeing me, because all of us should see him through others. Thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. I'm going to do it again. Amen. Jesus said unto him, so he's speaking unto us, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they. That have not seen and yet have believed. You should grab it. God said, blessed are they. Come on, you looking for something. But yet it has not appeared to you. That's when you should be giving him glory. Because he said, blessed are they that have not seen, but yet still. Come on, somebody. Blessed are they that have not seen, but yet still believe. God wants some people in this place that know that they know that they know even in the midst of your situation I believe you God because you said it he said Thomas because you saw the nail prints in my hand because you saw how they pierced me in the side to go away you can be seated he told them that he was going to go away that he was going to go be with the father but he's going to rise again and when they saw him it was some that saw him but Thomas didn't see him so they told him we have seen the Lord and Thomas said until I see with my eyes the nail prints in his hands and him being thrust in the side I won't believe At least Thomas was honest, right? Some of us still fake it to make it. (laughs) Some of us still say we believe but deep down in our heart, we don't. Because we're waiting on God to show us something. We're waiting on God to move something to say that it's true. We got to recognize that it's already done. And when you believe in what's already done, you can live like it's already done. So God want to bring you a message today that says, seeing with the eyes of faith, seeing with the eyes of faith. And when God dropped this in my spirit, God was letting me know that my people, they're seeing more in the natural than they're seeing in the supernatural. You are not natural people. You are in this world, but you're not of this world. When you chose the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light over the kingdom of darkness, you were translated into that kingdom. That means that you don't operate like the world operates. You don't do like the world does. You're supposed to be totally different, but what we're doing, we're scrabbling the fence. If it don't work naturally, I'm going to tap into the supernatural because the natural won't give me nothing. So now I'm going to join in with supernatural. That ain't how it worked, y'all. It don't work that way because first of all, you got to know who you are. You got to know who you belong to. And when we look at this passage of scripture, what Jesus is saying, when Jesus go be with the father, they're going to have to present the good news concerning the kingdom. The people are not going to see Jesus. They were eyewitnesses of Jesus. They were eyewitnesses of what Jesus done when he was here on earth. But they're going to have to present the good news unto them. Of the kingdom, and as they present that good news, the ones who receive him, they receiving him by faith because they ain't seen him like the rest have seen him. This is why you got to know what the gospel of the kingdom is. So when you go in and present the gospel of the kingdom, people want to receive what you have and they begin to accept a man that they ain't never seen before. That's why he says, Bless Thomas. It's the ones that have not seen, but yet still believe. Have y'all thought about this? When we look at seeing with the eyes of faith, that mean I can see with my spiritual eyes. I'm not seeing with my natural eyes because my natural eyes can look at the chair, know the color of the chair, know that I can sit down in the chair. But when I tap into the supernatural, when the Holy Spirit say, just take a seat, I just take a seat and don't even look around for a chair because I'm trusting more in the unseen than I am the seen, knowing that God ain't going to let me fall. So we supposed to tap into unseen, not seen. We're doing too much tapping into the natural, trying to figure out how we can make it work in the natural. When God said, I have given you all things that pertain unto life and godliness in Christ Jesus, tap into what you already have. But we don't want to tap into the unseen because we say we can't see it. The reason why you can't see it is because you don't believe it. And when you begin to believe it, you see it and people look at you like you're crazy. But you're saying, I know what God said. And I'm standing on what he said because you're seeing what he said. They can't see what he said because a natural man cannot perceive the things of God. He cannot receive them. But you being a supernatural person should be able to see supernatural. This is why he said, I want them to see with the eyes of faith. And he took me in the word when he showed me Thomas. And and as I was looking at Thomas, I said, all of us have been Thomas once in our lives. When we're asking God for something and all of a sudden we're saying, I got to see it first, God. God, if that's you telling me that my bill is going to be paid. God, let somebody call me to verify. Well, God, if that's you telling me that I'm healed, let my body stop hurting. we putting everything back on God. And God said, why are you putting something back on me that I have already done for you? He said, you trying to tell me to give you a sign. I gave you my son, and that's the only thing I'm going to give. And when you recognize what happened through his son, you wouldn't be asking for God to give you a sign. You wouldn't be asking for God. Now, signs are for unbelievers. Hmm. I'm going to say it again. Signs are for unbelievers. Believers don't need a sign because you believe. So when you ask God for a sign, you in doubt. And when you in doubt, you do without. (laughs) See, I learned that a long time ago. When you ask God to do something, you ain't believing that it's already done. You know how some people say, I believe I'm healed. That ain't a good answer. I'm healed. I'm healed. Or I'm believing I'm going to be healed. No, I'm healed. Because the word said I'm already healed. But you're still sniffling and you sti- that don't mean I ain't healed that's just what you see outwardly but I know who I am inwardly and inwardly is going to come outward and you ain't going to see this no more but our biggest problem is we don't want to take God at his work the Holy Spirit is telling me y'all check this, how many in this room is born again? everybody in here born again? everybody in here really really born again? It had to take faith for you to be born again. Is that right? Nobody saw Jesus. They just presented the good news in the gospel, and you said, yes, Lord. I accept you as my what? Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And they said, if you believe in your heart that he raised Jesus from the dead, then you what? You're saved. Everybody believe they're saved. Do everybody really, truly believe you're saved? Yes. Can anybody tell you any different that you're not saved? No. Come on now. You know people tell you. You ain't saved. You ain't even living like you're saved. But you still say you saved. Okay, you believe that? Then why ain't you believing that you're healed when you're hurting? Why ain't you believing that you're prosperous when it look like it ain't no money in the bank? But you're still saved. How can you believe that you're saved and salvation is a total package, meaning that God gave you everything you need when you got born again, but you can't grab hold to your benefits. But you're still saved. Everybody's still saved, darling. They know they're missing hell, but they can't accept the benefits. Have y'all noticed that on a job, You got the job, Brother Calvin. You know you got the job. They told you what you were going to make, and you're just going on that. But when something happened to you, you said, well, I can't go to the doctor. They said, "Why you can't go to the doctor. I ain't got no insurance. But the job gave him insurance when they hired him. But he didn't check into his benefits, so he's sitting on something that he got, but he ain't using it. why is it that when we get hired on a job what's the first thing we want to know salary benefits right how much of you already know what you're gonna get paid because they tell you how much they're gonna give you before you even go on the interview right they tell you what the job consists of and you say i think i can do it i think i can handle that for that pay i'm on it for that kind of money oh yeah That's me, Julia. Yeah, I'm going to go up in there and I'm going to do what I got to do for that. The funny thing is, Jesus paid the price and you didn't have to do nothing but continually do what you were doing, sinning. (laughs) You were still a sinner, but he still laid down his life and say, price paid, brother Willie. I done paid the price for you, man. Why you still cutting up? Why you still cutting the food? Why you still doing what you doing? I laid down my life, and I paid the price, so you will have everything that you need. Hmm. But the problem is, we trust more in what we see than what God has already given us. So Thomas said, unless I see it, I'm not going to believe it. So some of us are in that same situation now. What if people come to you and say, unless you do so and so, I ain't going to believe you save." Unless you change, I ain't going to believe you. Ain't that what people say? I got to see change first before I know that you're truly saved. And we're supposed to have change, but the change starts in your spirit. And some people, when they get born again, truly, they know they have accepted Jesus, but they still got junk in their trunk. That junk is coming from the middle man, which is the soul, because they got used to the way they were living and the way that they were doing things. They still got to renew their mind so they can line up with the real you. And when you line up with the real you, the body is going to follow who you have renewed your mind to be. So some people really don't know who they are, and they're struggling with their born-again experience because nobody ain't teaching them what really happened. God said, I want your spirit, soul, and body whole. I want all three of them whole until the coming of Jesus Christ. And the only way that's going to happen, you got a part to play. God did his part through his son. You accepted the part he done through his son. Now God said, I want you to enjoy the benefits that come along with accepting my son. I want you to enjoy everything that the kingdom has to offer. And as you enjoy the kingdom, I want you to share this kingdom with the people that are in darkness so they can join you into the kingdom of God. But you know what? We can't show them nothing we don't know about. Because we still depended on what the world does and how the world does it. Let me tell you something. If in the Bible, in the Old Testament, if they had to depend on what the world was doing, they would have been dead. They had to trust God for everything. God was showing them how to live supernaturally. How do I know? What person is going to hear God leave their familiar place, leave their family, and don't know where they're going? But they trust God so much, they packed up and they left what they were familiar with because they knew that God had everything they needed. Yeah. That's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be lining up with the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of darkness. The world represents darkness. But while we're walking all around and we act like everything is so good, come on, if you see with the eyes of faith, you'll be like, my God. Because God would open your eyes and allow you to see your surroundings. This is why Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Paul said it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and who died for me. See, this is the key. Paul said, I've been crucified. It's no longer I who live. He said, I have a new life in Christ, and I have to live according to his faith, not according to mine. Because if I live according to mine, that's natural. But I got to live according to supernatural faith. I got to live according to things that are not seen. Because the Bible say, now faith is the substance the title deed come on you got the title in your hand already you got the deed of things you hoping for you know that they're already yours the evidence the proof of things not yet seen come on I got proof I got the title deed it's in my hand it's already mine I don't have to wait on it it's mine that's how we are supposed to see it it's in your hand, Joe. You have it now. You don't have to wait on it. You got the it's yours right now. Say it's mine. Say it belongs to me. The only thing I have to do is believe it and receive it. I remember it's reminding me of Deacon Newton over there and he gave this testimony. When his job had shut down and he was waiting on them to call him. And me and him was talking on the phone. And I told Deacon Newton, I said, you get up every day like you going on your job. You fix your lunch and you get up every day just like you going on your job. He was obedient. And how many days you do it, Deacon? Three days. And they called him and asked him, you ready to come back to work? See, because he was doing it by faith. He was obedient to what God was sending unto him. See, this is what we got to understand. God's word never fails. This is why you have to be in the midst of his word. You got to take yourself out of what the world is doing. You got to put yourself in the word and allow the word to get in you. And when the word get in you, you can live like the word. You can talk like the word. You can do what the word is doing. And you ain't worrying about what they're doing because you know what the word has already done. Everything y'all see in the Bible, it ain't just happened. It's already done. It was already written even before you were thought about. God had already prepared everything for us. Isn't that a good father, Julia? A father who prepared everything even for the foundations of this world. He prepared everything for you, Julia. Everything that you will ever do. Everything that you desire to do. God already wrote that down for you. And he said, only thing I want you to do is step in what I already done. He said, You don't have to sit up there and wait on it. Just step into it and talk about it. Say, It's already mine. I have everything that I need to have in this life because I'm not of natural, I'm of supernatural. And this is why we got to connect with God. And this is what happened, y'all. Those disciples, apostles, were supposed to be connecting with Jesus. So in John 14, when Jesus said, I'm going to be with the father, oh, Philip had a nerve to say, show us the father. And what he means, so it would be suffice, sufficient for us. You know what that means? He said, I need to see the father so I'll be content and satisfied. Mm. Is that some of us? Yeah. Yeah. If you can show me God the money, I'll be satisfied. If you can show me the healing, I'll be satisfied. But Jesus said, Tell me, um, Philip, have I been so long time with you and you don't know the Father? He said, Philip, if you see me, you see the Father. If you see the Father, you see me. And the works I do is it's because I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. And you asking me to show you the Father. Where you been, boy? miracle temple where you at because you should see the father when you go into his word and you spend time in the word you should know that's my daddy that's my father talking to me look at all that he has given me God you already done give it to me even when I act up and even when I cut up I know it's still mine but what do we do condemnation and guilt come in well I guess I don't have it because I messed up that's a lie from the pit of hell you have it but it's a blocker keeping it from flowing through you and you got to figure out where's that blocker what is that blocker and that's when you have the Holy Spirit so God said we have to know him we have to begin to develop our relationship with him and when we develop our relationship with him y'all we won't have to beg our daddy for nothing we know what belonged to us. And this is the thing that the Lord impressed on my heart, which you probably already know. He told me, he said, when you keep my commandments, he said, when you obey my word, the blessings come in. My blessings come in and, and give you what you need. So you know what we try to do? We try to be obedient to get some. Mm-mm. I'm obedient Because I know who I am and I know who I belong to. He's my father and whatever he asks me to do, that's what I'm going to do. So when I'm doing what he's asking me to do, everything I need is just coming and flowing to me. Because that's how the word works. So I don't have to worry about my finances. I don't have to worry about my body. Because that's already mine. And when I'm obeying what the word says, I know it's mine so I don't have to beg for it. Because that's a part of what God done for us. God said, if, if you um, hearken diligently unto my voice, remember Deuteronomy 28, he said all of these blessings will come in and overtake you. Do you know what stopped our blessings from flowing? Disobedience. Because God already then gave the blessings. But what stopped the blessings is not obeying what the word of God says. Then you open the door for the enemy to cause havoc in your life. Have y'all ever heard God say, now I want you to pay this bill out in full? Well, God... I just got a little bit extra. That bill ain't that much every month. He said, I want you to pay it out. Well, God, I don't think I want to pay it out right now. Let's just let it sit for a while. It ain't hurting nobody. It ain't hurting me. $25 ain't hurting me that much. But let it just sit. Let it just sit, God. I'm going to take this money, and I'm going to go shop it. I'm going to do something for me sometime so you don't pay the bill out. And that bill at that time was $200. You already had five in your hand. Why is it that when we get more, we get more stingy? When we get more come on y'all, let's just be real. I' don't know a thousand dollars now is like a dollar to people. Let's be honest, y'all. A1,000 dollars now is like a dollar. It don't mean nothing no more. Get somebody a hundred bill. You can do better than that. 100 dollars ain't nothing to people, no more. But see, God know where you are. So you had the money to pay the 200. You didn't pay the 200. You wasn't obedient to God. So guess what? God knew what was coming. He knew you weren't going to have the money that you needed because guess what? You got laid off. But God wanted to take care of something ahead of time so you wouldn't have to worry about that bill. Now that bill then got up to $500 because you left it open. And now you're crying, God, my credit. You're going to go through, but God's going to help you get through it. So you won't have to go back through it because when we hear him, we don't miss nothing because he's just Jehovah Shalom. He's a God of peace and peace means nothing missing, nothing broken. So God will try you to see where you are. But God said, I want you to see with the eyes of faith. I want you to see what I see. So God took me back y'all to the garden. And when he took me back to the Garden of Eden, y'all remember God made everything. Y'all know the earth was tow up, right? There was nothing but darkness. But God said, let there be light. And what was it? There was light, right? But guess what God had to do? The thought come, as God thought about it, God believed it, God saw it, and then he said it. God thought it, he believed it. Then he saw it. Then he said it. So God had faith because we understand that the worlds were framed by what? We understand that they were framed by faith, by the the word. So God spoke what he saw, right? This is what we have to do. When you begin to process the word of God, when you begin to meditate on the word, you're going to see it. You're going to see what God is seeing because it is his word. So after God created everything, God is such a good God. Do you know God would not place man in the garden until it was set up the way God wanted it to be set up? He had that garden put in place that man could live carefree. Y'all think about it. He put everything in that garden and then man was the last thing that he made because he created the earth for man and he did it for a reason but he didn't put man there with nothing y'all he gave man everything that we needed to live here on this earth and he talked to man in the cool of the day but guess what he created us in his image he created us in his image and his likeness that means that we were spiritual what beings we have the characteristics the attributes of God so when they see us they are supposed to see who him because we represent him on this earth we are ambassadors we are representatives of God so we are here on this earth to do his will we're here on this earth to let his kingdom come let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven so he set them up and he told them this is what I'm giving you for food but guess what they were spiritual beings they were male and they were female all of them had the same dominion male and female had the same authority then he created a body out of the dust and this is what god did y'all know he breathed into the nostrils of adam of that man and man became what a living soul so guess what man would not have life if it wasn't for the breath of God so when man when he, he put man in that garden he told man this is what I want you to do in that garden I want you to work it I want you to dress it guess what his work was just speaking over that garden it wasn't hard labor he just wanted him to use his word God created it with his word he said Now I want you to use my word for this garden so man y'all know what happened whole slew foot in Genesis 3, what did he do? See, I I'm, I'm want y'all to catch this. Remember, we're spiritual beings, right? The life that we have in us come from where? The spirit. In order for us to see what God sees, we have to be spiritual. That means that God created us as spirit so we can hear him, so we can see what he sees, so we can receive everything that he has. Satan knew this. So what he did, he used one of God's creations. Don't he use us? He got to use us to get what he want, y'all. How do you think he get what he want through you? He used us to put down other people. He used us to lie and steal and cheat. He got to use us to upbuild his kingdom. So what did he do? He come in the garden. God told man not to eat of the tree. I want y'all to catch this. He said, because if you eat of that tree of knowledge and good and evil, you shall surely die. Death was not a natural death. It was a spiritual death. And the enemy know, if I can get you to die apostle spiritually, I got you. See, if I can get you not to see what God see, you already did. Y'all better grab hold of this. Because even though you're born again and you're not seeing with the eyes of faith, you're not getting what God has already provided. The enemy know the tactic. So what did he do? The very word. That God gave them, Satan come back and say, have God really said that you can't eat of that tree? What was he bringing in? Doubt. Why was he bringing in doubt? Because he said, if I can get you to see the way I see, you're not going to get what you already have then he that wasn't good enough oh Eve said no God said we can eat of every tree come on don't we quote back the word when the devil come at us God said you can eat of every tree except the tree that's in the midst of the garden of knowledge of good eating we can't touch it we can't eat it and then he said don't you know that God knows this is the key that if you eat of that tree you shall be gods like him come on y'all they were already like him But the enemy wanted them to think, it's more. And if you want more, you need to eat of this tree. See, God created us for good. He created us to see good in everything. Because everything he created is good. But the enemy said, "Uh uh-uh. I want you to think that there's more than just this. I want you to think that you can have more than just this. So what did she do? She set her eyes on what God told her. She couldn't have now y'all check this the moment they ate of the tree they lost that spiritual perception and they began to see like the world see they begin to have fear they begin to have doubt. They begin to hide from God. Come on, how many of us hide from God when we know we done done something we ain't supposed to do? Or we tone him out, and I don't hear you. Y'all know what we say when we want to do what we want to do? So guess what? Their eyes come open. And I like what God said when they heard God coming. And then God asked them, Adam, where are you? I hid myself because I was naked. Check this out. Who told you? Come on God did not never tell them nothing opposite to Him. Y'all don't get it, do you? They're walking in darkness now. y'all got a lot of "who told you" in your mind Because you're walking out of the spiritual into the natural. When you walk in the natural, you're getting condemned all the time. But when you're in the supernatural in the spirit and seeing with the eyes of faith, there ain't no condemnation. There ain't no guilt. There ain't no wrong. You ain't worrying about what people say because you know who you are now that you're in Christ. But God said, who told you? You were naked. See, that's when you know you're out of your place with God. But God said, I want you to see with the eyes of faith. If you see with the eyes of faith, you ain't worrying about what you eat, what you drink, how you should be clothed. You ain't worrying about all this stuff that's coming upon the land. Why? Because you're covered in his grace. You're covered in his mercy. You're covered in his loving kindness. So you ain't worrying about what man is doing because you know who you are now that you're in God. When God took me to um, Judges, the sixth chapter, when we looked at Gideon, remember I say you got to know who you are. This is the first key. In order to see with the eyes of faith, you got to know who you are. Y'all know we hear this scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man... Be in Christ. He is a what? Old things. Behold. When are we going to get to the behold? When are we, we going to get to the behold? All things have become new. We're still stuck in the old. We're still stuck in the way that we used to do things. You have a new life now that you're in Christ. You don't live based on your old life. Because you are a new species. You're born from above and not from this earth. So if you keep your mind on things above, you're supposed to set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. Y'all, that's a commandment. God said you got to set your mind and keep it set. On things above. You can't let your mind get away from you. And be over here in the natural. You have to stay in the supernatural. Where are you from? And live your life from above. And bring above here on earth. How do you bring it on earth? Because you in a body suit. You are the temple of God. You carrying the kingdom of God. And everywhere you go. They supposed to see him. And not you. The way you carry yourself. The way you answer when somebody speak to you. They supposed to see you as sitting high. Why? Because you're from another kingdom. Your way of doing things supposed to be different from their way of doing things. You don't even supposed to do it the way they do it. That's how they know. You're not from around here. Well, since you said that, no, I'm not. (laughs) I haven't been from around here and I don't know. Let me see. Two thousand and uh, one. Yes, 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 yes. That's how long I was not from around here. I tapped in into another kingdom. And when I tapped into that kingdom, I made myself be who I am from that kingdom by renewing my mind according to the word of God. Now, let me tell you about the kingdom that I'm from. The kingdom that I'm from, give me favor. Everywhere I go, the kingdom of God goes with me, and I have favor in every area of my life. Matter of fact, favor surrounds me like a shield. And if you hang with me, you're going to get favor because I'm already favored. But when you disconnect from me, you don't get no more favor. Let me tell you how good favor is because I walked in your restaurant. Look around. You don't see nobody, but just wait a few minutes. People are gonna start coming through the door. Why? Cause favor is sitting here amongst you. You're gonna get more business because I'm in the midst of you. Amen. And all of a sudden, when the doors start flying open and people start coming in, they be like, "My God, in the morning, can I tap into?" Of course you can. See, we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to bring power and demonstration to what we're saying. We're supposed to have a certainty. We're supposed to be sure of where we're from. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So you got to know that you are a new creation. You were created from above, y'all. So you got to live in the supernatural, not in the natural. People will look at you like you're crazy. But see, this is what I do. What you say, God? sure you're right okay I do that so you walk up in there let me tell you when you're living in the supernatural you're supposed to have a spirit of excellency you don't supposed to have a mediocre spirit meaning that when you have that type of spirit you just do enough to get by but when you have um, the spirit of God, a spirit of excellency in you, it goes above what everybody do. This is why when you own your job, you doing it unto the Lord and not unto man. And when you do it unto the Lord, people look at you differently. People see you growing People see the favor of the Lord upon you. People see how, you know, you're favored. People see how your work is different from their work. And they want to know what you, how do y'all think you're going to present the kingdom if you're doing what they're doing? I'm tired of working. Ain't getting no raise, been here all these years. I'm ready to go on break. I'm just tired of this place. Can I ask you a question? Why are you still there? If you're so tired of it, why are you still here? So let me tell you something, wherever God puts you, he puts you there for kingdom purposes. He puts you there to bring somebody else out of bondage because he said, I got to bring my kingdom where you are. So everywhere you go, you carry the kingdom of God and when you carry the kingdom of God and you show and manifest in that kingdom they want to be a part of that kingdom but when you acting like them and agreeing with them they don't want what you got y'all know how we win your wipers one day we saying hallelujah God can won't he do it yes he will then the next day they said well we can't get no the devil is alive you're gonna give me my money I done worked here all these years you're gonna pay me what happened to hallelujah? Yes, God can. He's still good. Amen. And then all of a sudden, you done curse the boss out. And then they said, well, I thought you was. I'm still safe. But they're going to pay me today. 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 I'm going to give you to the end of the day. And you're going to pay me. Then they call you in the office and say, you fired. <laughs> end of the day. <laughs> But is that not what we do? That's not showing kingdom. You know what kingdom would do? We would say, you know what, God? You're my provider. You provide for me even when it looked like nothing is running. God, I'm not going to lose nothing. I'm going to have more than enough. Because you said you would do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can even ask or think according to the power that worketh in me. So guess what? The power that's in me is going to begin to work where I am. I'm going to begin to speak those things that be not as though they were. I'm going to begin to bring heaven down here to earth to let them know your kingdom has come. Your will is getting done right here. Right now, so we have to begin to speak those things, y'all, that be not as though they were. So I'm talking about Gideon in Judges six. Gideon, in them, was hiding from the media the Midianites. Midianites. He was hiding from them, and he would come out and thresh his wheat, you know, when he could. And as he come out, an angel began to speak to him, to speak to Gideon. He said, "Mighty man of valor." Now, mighty man of valor means strong warrior that's in an army. That's what that means. So that's what the angel was calling Gideon. But Gideon wasn't looking at himself as no strong warrior. He wasn't looking at himself as a mighty man of valor. He began to tell the angel, okay, now, you saying mighty man of valor. Okay, what's happening to everything our forefathers said, how we come out of Egypt and how this was done and that was done. And you saying I'm a mighty man of valor when all of this has come upon us. So then he began to say unto Gideon, he said, go in your strength. He said, I will be with you. See, this is what we miss. God was speaking over Gideon life who he was. But Gideon said, I'm the least in my family. He was looking at himself as being, them as being the smallest tribe that he couldn't do it. But he said, Gideon, you ain't going in your strength. You're not going in your power. You're going in mine. So when God introduced him as a mighty man of valor, he should have accepted that's who I am in him. In the natural, I don't look that way. Come on, y'all. But I know who I am in the spirit. So I'm going to go on who I am in the spirit. So God began to raise Gideon up. Y'all know what happened with Gideon. He began to tell him about the army he had. He said, by the way, the army that you have is too big. I believe he had over what, 23,000, something like that, men. He said, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to um, do this for me. The ones that lap like a dog, the ones that get on the knees, y'all know all that. But he got the ones that he wanted to get, which was 300, out of that big army. You know why he did it? He said, because if I allow this army to go big as it is, they'll say that they won the battle. They won't look at it like me. See, this is what I want y'all to see. God takes little, and he get the victory over little. See, what we do, we look for much to say we got something. But when you take what you have and you give it to God, God has already blessed it and given you more than enough. And people are wondering, how in the world are you making it? Let me tell y'all something. When you trust God, and when you know you laid down your life to do what God has called you to do, do you think God is going to be made ashamed of? Do you think God is going to let you look any kind of way? Do you think that your father is going to send you out any kind of way? No, we choose to send ourselves out any kind of way because our father has given us the kingdom and he said everything you need, you already have it. He said, only thing you got to do is believe it and live it. So that's why we have to see with the eyes of faith. So y'all know that Gideon won that battle. But it was still a little fear with Gideon before he went to battle. Y'all know he asked God to give him a sign. God gave him a sign. He was still fearful. So what did God say? He said, I want you to go into the Midianites and, you know, hear what they're saying. They had a dream. They told him that Gideon was going to come in and he was going to wipe them out. Gideon said, all right, now let's move forward. Because God was building him up to take him where he wanted to take him. So God is telling you today, we have everything we need in him, y'all. But we're wasting time. That's true. We're putting more effort in natural than we are in supernatural. How do I know? <laughs> if you ain't in the word, you're not going to see with the eyes of faith. That's true. You're not going to see what I see. Amen. You're not going to see what somebody else see. You're going to see it naturally and I'm seeing it spiritual. And we can't walk together because we ain't agreeing. But both of us are serving the same God. So I "Uh said, you can't come with me because you ain't got there yet. And I ain't got time to get you there yet. I ain't got time to play games with you. So, no, you can't come because you're not in the place that I am in with God. So even people that are saved, you can't have them connecting with you when they're not in the word of God, when they don't have no illumination, when they don't have no revelation. And then they're trying to walk with you and they're scared. So you got to know who's laboring amongst you. Because if nobody is getting in the word like they need to with some people, then they're not going to be in agreement with you. If I'm telling you, this is what God is saying for Miracle Temple, and you're saying, where are we going to get the money? God said it. We already got it. I don't have to go One, two, three, four, five, six, Oh. This is what we need, and this is what I want from you. No, if God said it, God's already done it, and I believe in what he said. See, this is what Miracle Temple do. If if Miracle Temple go look at our um, vision, it says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Is that what it says? Well, why we got all these people looking in the natural? Because when supernatural is speaking, you're supposed to say, yes, Lord, we can. We can do all things to you. But some people say, now, you got to use common sense. The only sense I got is heaven sense. And that's what I'm using is heaven sense. I got a command from God, and he said, this is what we're doing at this time, and this is what we're going to do. And when you trust in heaven and you bring heaven to earth, then people be like, well, well, what? let's just say it, it, is so. it is so that's what amen means. so this is what we do and then God began to show me through the word of God and I'm giving you things that you're familiar with and know where I am y'all remember old um Naaman I'm getting there again he had leprosy and when you got leprosy you don't supposed to be around people but the Bible says he was a mighty man of valor he was a warrior in the army so you know he thought he was a big dog so the lady that was the maid that was in his house told him about Elijah. And she said, you can be cured of that leprosy. Come on. She's been captured somewhere else, but she's still talking about the kingdom. Telling them where they can go to get what they need. So look, he's gonna prepare all his stuff to give Elijah money to heal him. And guess what Elijah do? Come on. Elijah took and sent a messenger to this man, this mighty man of valor, and said, you go wash in the Jordan. And when you go wash in the Jordan seven times, you're going to come up. Excuse me. He had the audacity to send somebody to tell me. But guess what? Elijah didn't need to be there because he saw him healed. Before he even went down seven times, he saw him already cured. So the only thing he did was send the word through somebody else because he knew it was already done. He didn't even have to come out of his house and say, hey, Naaman, how you doing? He didn't have to do none of that. He just sent the word. When Naaman obeyed the word, guess what? It was done before he dipped. Because Elijah saw it with the eyes of faith. So when we see something, if I go tell Jennifer, if I'm saying, Jennifer, what I want you to do is go to Pigler Wiggler. When you get to Piggly Wiggler, I want you to pick up them 75 pieces of chicken. And Jennifer's standing there and saying, okay, okay. Well, why you ain't going to the Wiggler yet? well pastor you ain't giving me no money I just told you to go to Piggly Wiggly now that's what I want you to do I want you to go to Piggly Wiggly and I want you to pick up them 75 pieces of chicken now them, that chicken gonna be waiting on you when you go to Piggly Wiggly now I'm all, y'all seeing the chicken at Piggly Wiggly she's walking right up to the deli she said I'm here to pick up 75 pieces of chicken for apostle Amanda and then they look at her they said who I'm here to pick up some chicken for apostle Amanda just wait one minute the manager come out and said well who who you come to pick up chicken for? Apostle Amanda told me to come pick up 75 pieces of chicken. Just wait one minute. We'll be back. So they come back and say, you know what? If you can give us about an hour, we'll have your 75 pieces of chicken ready. And there's no charge. Amen. Why? Because I heard the Lord say, "Send in a pigly wiggly. Tell them about the 75 pieces of chicken. And God touched somebody hard because they know who I am in him. And say, give her the 75 pieces of chicken. What do we do in church? We try to make it work naturally. But this is the key. When two or three come together. And we're touching and agreeing on the same thing. And we believe in what the woman of God told you. That we're going to do. And you're coming together in prayer and say, you spoke to our leader. And you said that we can have what we say. Now, Father, we thank you that you're touching the hearts of men and women for what we're doing here at Miracle Temple. And then you begin to see it already done. We ain't seeing with the eyes of faith. We're seeing it in the natural. Y'all, if I saw naturally, I wouldn't be where I am today. When God said, do something, this is what I learned. Keep your mouth shut. You don't go blabbing off at the mouth too quick right. because see, if, if you ain't trusting God for yourself, don't go tell nobody else. Cause when it falls through, they're going to say, Oh, I thought God said, you know what I mean? Right. But when God said, you don't even have to tell nobody. Just when people see you, they be like, what's that? Cause you're doing what God said. And guess what? Sometimes God don't want nobody hands in it. So they don't have to say, look what I done. See, this is why I tell people, don't worry about if people don't sow into us because the people that don't sow into us, God don't want them to sow into us because they're going to say, she got it because of me. There it is. That's what happened. That's why she got what she got because it's because of me. If I didn't give so-and-so, you wouldn't have it. So this is why God, he turns people's hearts towards him. And as he turned their hearts towards him, guess what? They're going to know who to give in to. But when your heart ain't right, this is where I'm going. Do you know how you see with the eyes of faith? It comes through the heart. I'll give you an example. You remember old King Saul? When Saul, they chose him to be king and God let them have their king, he was not obedient to God. So God was choosing him a man after his own heart. So what did he do? He went to Jess's Jess house. And Jess showed him all the sons and he saw Elab. Elab looked like a man of war. He looked like he could be standing in the office of king. And God told Samuel, he said, Samuel, don't look at the outward. He said, man don't see what God see. I want y'all to catch it. Man don't see what God see. He said, "Man, look at outer." He said, "But I look at the heart, and that's not the one." See, this is why you got to see with the eyes of faith, because you don't choose everybody because they know every scripture. That's right. You hear what I said? You don't choose people because they know every scripture. God against somebody that just know John three sixteen that says, "For God so loved the world." That he gave his only begotten son, that those who believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Why did God chose them? Because God said they know my love. They've been meditating on that one scripture. So they're going to know how to treat somebody. They're going to know how to love their brethren because I love them first. And they can love themselves and they can love others so they can get the job done with that one scripture. Well, why do you choose the one with all the scriptures? Because they don't know about love. They only know about themselves. So God wants us to see with the eyes of faith. He wants us to know that though we don't see it naturally, we know we already have it supernaturally. And when we see it supernaturally, we bring it to the natural and we live it. And people don't want to live like that. They want it now. This is why we have to take the word of God, y'all, for what it is. And we say, God, Your word said it, and even if I don't do it, it ain't going to change your word because that's what your word says. So I'd rather grab hold to what you're saying than what the world is saying because you said heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word will remain. It's going to stand forever. This is why he said my word is forever, y'all, settled in heaven. And this is what he said. He said the spirit quickened. That means makes alive. I want y'all to catch it. The spirit quickens. It makes alive. The flesh profit you nothing. He said the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Why are they spirit? Because God is that spirit. And the spirit, when the spirit and the word come together, then you begin to see the manifestation. That's what make alive. When, when he blowed his breath into that man, that man became a living soul. Why? Because it was God's spirit. So he said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and life. When we speak his word, y'all, it brings life to a dead situation. But you cannot speak something you don't believe. You cannot speak something because somebody else spoke it. You got to speak only what you believe. That's what Paul said. But see, what the enemy want, he wants your eyes to be blinded. This is what I hate. I see why granddaddy had to talk to people so long to open up their eyes. This is the key. Open up my eyes so I may see the wonderful things out of your law. Let me say it again. Open up mine eyes that I may see the wonderful things that's out of your law. If my eyes are not open to the spirit, I'm not going to see what his word says. Right. And your eyes are open, but you allow things to come in and they're dull in your perception because you're focused too much on natural instead of supernatural. If I'm focused on supernatural, I can see clearly now. Amen. We got blind leading blind in church and think they're doing something. That's right. If you don't spend time in that word, you ain't going to see what I see. You're not even going to have a vision of what I see. But the more you connect to the word, the more we can connect as spiritual beings. But you cannot connect natural and supernatural. It won't work. This is why we have to walk in the spirit. That means live according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. You know people that's living according to the flesh. They're looking for fleshly things. And this is what happens when you hang around fleshly people. You want what they got. I'm going to go here again. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter ain't up there with Instagram and Facebook. People think they're doing something on Facebook. They're thinking they're finding life on Facebook. Can I tell you something? You already have life in him. You need to disconnect from where you connected to. See, God warns you because You're not connecting to him the way you need to connect to him because you're trying to see what everybody else is doing. And I have learned this. How is that going to benefit me knowing what somebody else is doing? I ain't in their house. I ain't living the way that they're living. My life has changed. So how am I going to help them do what they do if that's not who I am? So what am I saying? We got to disconnect ourselves from the world. And we got to connect ourselves to who we are in him. The more you connect to him, you can get on Facebook and you can bring change. But if you ain't bringing change to Facebook, why you on it? Somebody ask me. Answer the question. If you're not bringing change to Facebook, who the creator of Facebook is an atheist, how are you helping somebody? The only thing I see on Facebook is when people put on a new face, when new babies come into the world, or we get new photographs that we want somebody to see how good we I look better than that one. Let me put that one. girl, I done lost weight. Because we want to be seen, that's the world. Or when somebody accomplished something, we want people to know what they accomplished. But how many is up there telling them about the kingdom? Uh-huh. Telling them there's another dimension. That there's another world, not world, a heaven that's higher than this world. How many is talking about what God has already done? See, the enemy don't want that talked about. So what he do, he wants you to get a lot of likes on what you're putting up there so you can stay up there. But let somebody curse you out. You'll get off for about a week until you got over it. Then you get back up there and post again. Oh, we want people to know this is what's going on in my life. Oh, I have this now. Look at my boo. Me and my boo, we celebrating tonight. Me and boo. He loves me. He loves me so much. And then you look on another page and boo with somebody else. Boo. What happened to boo? See, this is what Facebook gets you, rejection. It have you depressed. Because you look at everybody else and then you start wondering, well, why can't I go places? Why can't I do this? Why can't I have this? Oh, I think I'm going to put that kind of weave in my hair. That look kind of good. Let me hit them up and see what kind of hair that is. You ain't even thought about weave until you got on Facebook. That's what the enemy does. He's taking your focus off of him and he's putting it on the world you're putting it on the world so what god want us to do y'all god want our focus to be so much on him that we ain't worrying about what the world is doing because that's not where we're from y'all we got some work to do in the word meaning that we got to dig deeper in the word so we can see what God is seeing, so we can see with the eyes of faith. Now, last scripture, dealing with Elijah in 2 Kings, what was the fifth, sixth chapter, when Elijah was given the plans of the king of Syria to the the king of Israel, Elijah wasn't even there, but God showed it to Elijah. God want to show you things, but we don't want to take the time to be in his presence to hear what God is saying to forewarn us of what's yet to come. But Elijah heard God. He gave the battle plans to the king of Israel, and the king of Syria got mad. He was ready to kill Elijah. So guess what he did? He come at night. And when he come at night, Elijah's servant, Gehazi, looked outside and said, Elijah, master, what are we going to do? Now, look, this servant walked with Elijah. He saw the miracles that was performed by Elijah, but he said, this is real. I'm in this house with you. What are we going to do? So Elijah told him to fear not. He said, there's more with us than it is with them. Can you imagine looking out your window, Teresa, and you seeing people with guns all the way around your house? And somebody going to tell you to fear not, there's more with us than with them. You'll be like, well, let me see if my life insurance policy is up to date. Let me make some calls right now before they start shooting. But let me lay flat on the floor. Hello? This is what we'll do right that's natural right but Elijah said open his eyes and allow him to see what I just said see Elijah knew God's angels are protection are with me he said so I ain't fearing them because I know God got my back but he said you need to open his eyes because if he's gonna walk long with me he got to see what I'm seeing and when he opened his eyes, can y'all imagine chariots? Yeah. of Can you imagine, sister needs, opening your eye? <laughs> <"Willy!"> <laughs> and then Willie called me, apostle. My wife just called me. You think I need to go home? <laughs> but this is what happened. But when you believe in supernatural, you ain't afraid. Because you know what you already have. So God is telling you, Miracle Temple, this ministry, walk by faith and not by sight. We walk according to the word. If the word's it, so be it. That's what God is saying. This is why it takes prayer. Not just going in prayer for you, but going in prayer to see what the kingdom wants for you to do on that day. Because guess what, y'all? God then gave you everything, so why are we going to him for what we need? We should already know it's ours. God, I'm coming to you because this is another day. What would you have me to do in this day? God, where would you have me to go? God, give me my assignment. I need to hear from you. So when we're doing it like that, we ain't worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow's going to take care of itself because we're kingdom citizens and he's going to always take care of kingdom. So we go into him and saying, God, we want your kingdom to come. We want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So open my eyes today that I may see the wonderful things out of your law. Oh, Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. I thank you that the eyes of my heart, the eyes of my understanding is being enlightened today. That I may know what is the hope of your calling, what is the riches of your glory, of your inheritance in Christ Jesus. Father, I want to see beyond natural. I want to be aware of my surroundings, God. I want people to know that you and in me and I'm in you. God, I want your glory to be manifested through me today. Because it's not about me, God. It's about your kingdom. So here I am, God. Use me the way you want to use me on today, God. And this is what we have to do. And as we get into that word, the word will be illuminated. We will begin to see with the eyes of faith. We will begin to read that by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. You see in yourself healed and you ain't even sick that's what we are supposed to see when the word say he is my shepherd I shall not lack I'm seeing myself with more than enough I'm not waiting until something happens. I know I have everything I need for the day that I'm in give us this day our daily bread thank you for the day that I'm in that I have more than enough in this day to do what I need to do nothing missing nothing broken you are the creator and maker of all things you are the everlasting God so everything I I need is in you. That's what we're supposed to be doing, y'all. We're supposed to cast our cares upon Him because He careth for us. And then He said, Commit your works unto the Lord, and your thoughts shall be established. That means everything I do, I roll it over to Him. And my plans, my purposes shall succeed because I'm committing it unto him because I know that he's my answer and he will answer me and he will show me great and mighty things. Y'all, when we do that, we shouldn't have to worry because we know that daddy got our back and he's already supplied that need. And this is why we trust him more than we trust natural. Y'all, natural change supernatural never change it remains the same so how do I tap into the supernatural the same way (laughs) you tapped into being born again you accepting the word as truth and you believe in what the word is saying and the more you meditate on the word you begin to see it and let me close but I want to give you an example all my life I never knew that I was dependent on supernatural until I got more knowledge of the word of God. I would always not take no for an answer. I was always a go get. I don't care if the man told me I can't give you a car. I ain't good enough. And I ain't leaving here without one. <laughs> I stood on what I believed and I wouldn't give up on what I believe. And I began to see myself with it and I would have it. Y'all in my lifetime, 13 cars, no help from daddy. No help from my, well, on the 13th car when me and my husband come together, we got a car. But everything I saw, I said, that's mine. And I will go after it with determination. I wouldn't let up on it. So what am I telling you? Why we let up on God? When we see something we want, this is the truth. We'll lay aside money for it. If it ain't number $5 this week, I'm going to put that down for it. Next week, I'm going to put down 20 and we let it build up and build up. Nobody mess with that because that's my money. I'm saving up for where I'm going. This is mine. I'm, this is mine. Nobody getting this. Don't even ask for it. And you're sneaking it in there where husband won't know either. You know, you got some money, not a dime, ain't got nothing. Then all of a sudden, when it's time for you to buy what you want to buy, all of a sudden the money come out and the husband mad. You don't care how mad that husband is. You save that money because that's what you delighted in. That's what you wanted. Why is it when it comes to the things of God, we just don't pay it no attention? It's like it's nothing. It's like it don't mean nothing. You know why? Because our heart's not right. Because God should come before everything. We should say, Yes, Lord, to everything that He's doing. Because we know that God is not going to lead us astray. But when it comes to the kingdom, we just do enough to get by to say we done something that's not god's way y'all we should put god above everything because we know he put us above his son and it's not because of me it's not because of my husband but it's because of his kingdom you should see him above everything you should be saying god i want to do more god this is what i have but i want to do more and when God know you want to do more, he'll send people to give you the, the part that, you ain't, uh, that you're that missing. But when your heart ain't right, you just do enough to say, I've done my part. Right. But when you open up your heart to God, you done when he say you done, Amen. not when you say you done. And I'm telling you, y'all, natural, supposed to come into the house of God and look for what we have. We don't supposed to be looking for what they have. we supposed to be able to direct them to a place that have more than what they got. Because God is above natural so we need to check our hearts if you're not seeing with the eyes of faith in any area in your life it's because your heart ain't right in that area your heart is somewhere else and the only way you can be content and satisfied is in him if you have no contentment where you are it's because you're not in the place with him where you need to be the more you in him the more content you will be no matter How low your bank account is? You content because you know you have more than enough. You don't see $50 in there. You see more than enough to do what needs to be done. And then when something needs to be done, they're going to money to get it done. See, I'm never broke. Why? Because I'm a kingdom citizen. Might not confine the money in my pocketbook, but I ain't broke. Because God ain't broke. My daddy ain't broke. So this is why I see why Leroy Thompson say, money cometh. He believed the money was coming and the money did come. Because that's where he set his eyes. He saw the money coming. And guess what I see, y'all? I see me surrounded by money. Everywhere I go, money fall at my feet. And as quick as it fall at my feet, I give it out. See, when you get money and you give money, it keeps falling at your feet. Everywhere I go, money just fall at my feet. And I I pick it up and I just give it. Just give it. Say here. Here, God want to bless you today. Here, take this today. And then more money come. Jennifer, you know how it is with those clothes? The child be bringing more clothes into church, and you think Jennifer done got out of clothes, opened the door back there. She got them hung up like it's a closet. She keep bringing clothes, 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 clothes. And guess what? Because she keep getting clothes because she giving clothes. Whatever you give away, you can't out give because you're getting more of it. Clothes and hangers. I ain't seen somebody with pretty hangers. Every time I turn around, Jennifer got bags of hangers. And then she get more bags of hangers. I say, this girl done gave me more hangers. I guess I got to give out some more hangers. But why am I saying this? You give. This is the principle of God. You receive. If you hold on to your money, he can't give you more money. The measure you give, it's going to be given back to you. You got to get above a dollar and say, I'm going for two this time. Then you go for two, say, oh, I'm going for four. Because you say the measure you give, it's going to be given back to you. So, y'all, we have to see with the eyes of faith. We got to see the way God see. It was two fish, five loaves of bread. Jesus said, ain't no two fish there and five loaves of bread. It's enough for 5,000. It's enough for the multitude because he lifted up. He saw with the eyes of faith. And he say, take these two fish, five loaves of bread, and distribute them out. He gave them back to them, and everybody ate what do we do shut the blind turn out the lights and I'll be saying shut up Jeremy Ain't nobody on mama we in the house shut up because we don't have enough pork chop for everybody but a child will tell it won't he my mama said you come too early shut up <laughs> but we have to see y'all with the eyes of faith and if you're not seeing the way God sees It's because your heart is not right. You got some blockers there. What could be some blockers? Unforgiveness, strife, anger. It could be a lot of things that's blocking you from seeing what God wants you to see. So I'm going to say, God, open the eyes of our hearts today that we may see what you will have us to see. And God, that we may tap in to the supernatural instead of tapping into the natural God I thank you that everything we need we already have it now I'm gonna speak this word for those who are going through in your body I want you to catch this words have power yes, they do. the words I'm speaking they're God's words Amen. when God say let there be yes. there was right so I'm gonna speak to your bodies on today y'all have to grab this and what I'm speaking if you're not getting a clear picture of it, it's because you got a blocker there and you're not able to receive what I'm saying. I speak on today that by Jesus stripes, you are all ready here. I speak healing from the top of your head and I see it to the soles of your feet. Y'all, yo, I see lightning coming down, radiating from above, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I speak divine healing to your body. I'm not waiting on the healing. It's already yours. How do I know? Healing is in you. So we want healing to come through you. See, healing is in your spirit. But when you connect to that healing in your spirit, it's going to hit your body. Why? Because you already healed. Healing has been already made available. Y'all tap in to what you already have. Through the word of God. Faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. Look at your neighbor and say, you already have it. Say, it's already yours. Not going to be yours, but it's already yours. So you have more than enough to do what needs to be done here and now. You have the title deed in your hands. For what you're hoping for, you have the proof for things that are not yet seen. Say healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. Peace is mine. Joy is mine. I have everything that I need right here, right now. I have a job. I have a raise. I am highly favored. And blessed of the Lord. I am Elinda. And not a Abara. I'm above. And not beneath. I'm the head. And not the tail. Oh, come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. Believe who God says that you are. And don't let people make you feel any different. Because the more you say that, you can walk in a place with certainty. And know that if God said it, God has already done it, y'all. When you can see your healing, even when you're hurt, you know you heal, because you done saw yourself heal. I'm telling you, y'all, it works. When you can see beyond how you feel, you know that God has already done it because He done showed you a picture. I'm, I'm gonna do this exercise. Everybody know where they stay? Really? You know how you got here today, right? With your eyes open, I want you to see yourself traveling to this church. I want you to see the stop signs if you noticed them. (laughs) You can't see something that you're going past, that you're running. I want you to see you getting to this church every turn. Who see it? Okay, you're not in your car right now, are you? But you saw yourself coming here and you know the direction you come in and you know different other directions you come in, right? But you saw it, right? Because you have become familiar with that way that you come, right? But if you came another way, you wouldn't be familiar with it, right? This is how you're supposed to be with this word. The more you get into the word, the more you meditate on the word and the word get in you, that's how you see yourself. So that's what God wants you to do. Take time out. To see what you saying and when you see what you're saying you already got it but if you don't see it you ain't got it you got to see it you got to see it amen come on give God a hand clap of praise